While the SBC is now embroiled in a new scandal regarding clergy sexual abuse, another study comes out that finds 135 teachers in 135 days have been arrested this year on sexual abuse charges. 135 this year. Meanwhile, Nancy Pelosi is denied communion because of her aggressive abortion stance. And finally, is monkeypox the new COVID? I'm Matt Odegaard, and this is Church Public. Welcome back to Church Public. I am Matt Odegaard, your host. And today, man, some Mondays I just look at all the news and I look at all the reports and go, I have no idea what to talk about because there are so many things that I want to talk about and I really have all kinds of thoughts and ideas and there's just too many things. And I might not even get everything today. Uh, I'm going to gloss over a lot of these. I'm not going to go super deep into any of these, but I think these are some of the important stories that you need to understand and have some working knowledge about so that you can understand how to live in this world because that is my goal. My goal with Church Public is, one, to help you find and follow Jesus, and two, to live that faith out wherever you go, be it into the workplace, into the marketplace, into your school. Wherever you go, you need to identify as a Jesus follower and live that out. And more and more, it's just becoming problematic because this world doesn't want to hear from you. They don't want to hear from you in legislation. They don't want to hear from you in school. They don't want to hear from you in, in like, food, right, Coca-Cola, all, all these different food places, Oreos, that now you have to be woke to consume or something. I don't know. It, it doesn't even make any sense anymore. But we have to talk about these things because it doesn't even make sense anymore. And we still have to live in this world. And so I just want to help. I want to do what I can to help. So if you haven't already, like and share and subscribe. If you if you like this, if this is helpful to you because you go, oh, I didn't know that, share it with someone who you're like, oh man, they really need to know about this too. It's not about me. This is about understanding what in the world is going on in this world and how do we address it from a Christian perspective. So that's what I want to do. That's what I want to help you do. For more resources, go to churchpublic.com and uh, send me any messages you want to on social media or otherwise I'm posting additional stories uh, as I find them interesting or appropriate there. So thanks again for being part of this community. As we are growing, we're just trying to figure out how to live in this world and not be of it. So first, uh, the thing, the thing I don't even, I don't think I included this in my intro, but the thing that I first want to introduce, remind us of, because you're probably not thinking about this already, because we're in May. If, if you're watching this, I don't know where you are in time, but if you're watching this near to when I'm doing this, we're in May. And as some of you know, the month after May is June. And as some of you know, June is Pride Month. But before we even get to June, Disney, who apparently is never to be outdone in their new quest to, I don't know what to tell you, make everything gay, I guess. Uh, so now Disney has a new Pride collection. So you can go to Disney and you can look at their Pride collection because that's what we need. We need a Disney Pride collection. It says, quote, the Walt Disney Company will be donating all of our profits from the Disney Pride collection sales through June 30. 2022, again, June, Pride Month, uh, to support LGBTQIA plus youth and families. Learn more at TWDCPrideCollection.com. So I went over to TWDCPrideCollection.com because I'm a glutton for punishment and, I don't know, trying to spare you. Anyway, so all kinds of merch that you can buy. This nice mug, if you're not watching, I'm showing you it is a belong, believe, be proud. Uh, beautiful little mug there. And I mean, here's, here's, here's the deal. This is why we need to talk about these things. This is why these things make a difference because 
Disney is saying that you must get along with this agenda in order to be part of the cultural community at large. That is why this makes a difference. It's not the olden days when it was just accept me as I am. I am different and so you know, accept me and this is who I am. No, this is not the world that we live in now. Now the world is you must agree with everything that I do regardless. And this is where it crashes into the worldview of Christianity that doesn't say you get to do whatever you want, whenever you want, and everything is good to somebody. Christianity, following Jesus, says when you want to follow Jesus and live differently and follow God and include God in your world and make Jesus the Lord of your life, as we talk about it from a biblical perspective, you actually have to do that. You have to follow Jesus. You have to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Jesus is king, and you follow after him, and that means that you change your behavior based on who God is. You don't get to say, this is my behavior, you know, deal with it. I've talked about that at length. I'm not going to go too much more into that. I just thought this was an interesting thing that came up, and a couple other pieces are we have the Pride Collection in the regular Disney, and we have the Pixar Pride Collection. We have the Marvel Pride Collection, and, of course, the Star Wars Pride Collection. And why? I just, I just, I just have questions, people. I have questions. Okay, Disney. Disney's a giant conglomerate that encompasses lots of different things. I can almost understand why you would make a Disney Pride collection. I don't agree, but I can understand why. Marvel, the hero culture, like that doesn't make sense to me. And then on beyond that, Star Wars, a mythical galaxy in a land far, far away now has to be gay as well. It just, anyway. I'm going to move on from this because it's, it is what it is. All right. Next thing that I want to talk about is uh, this Southern Baptist Church. Many of you, uh, many of you know the Southern Baptist Church. Many of you don't know the Southern Baptist Church. It doesn't really matter, except that the Southern Baptist Church is the largest denomination, Protestant denomination in America, or maybe second largest. It kind of keeps going back and forth. That doesn't really matter. At any rate, really large denomination in America, and a a huge uh, study just came out. looking at clergy sexual abuse. And it's, it's, it's a really big deal. It's a really big deal, one, because this culture is obsessed with sex. And they're obsessed with sex if someone does something wrong, especially in the church. They really don't like when you do something wrong in the church uh, in, a, in a bad sexual manner. Now, I happen to agree with that. I think people who do things to other people uh, in, in a bad manner and act inappropriately should be punished to the fullest extent of the law. I have no problem with that. In fact, I think some of the laws that we have are too lenient. In fact, I think that's a lot of what we're seeing across the country, is that people who do things really wrong are just let out of prison for no apparent reason, other than district attorneys and other officials say, and justices and judges, which we've looked at in the past, they just say, well, you can be free because you should get a second chance. I also believe in second chances, but if you do something egregiously wrong according to the law and according to morality, you should be judged harshly on that, period. We should all adopt that. That seems like it should be obvious, but apparently in this world, it is not. Now, I'm not going to get deep into the weeds of this because it really goes deep into the weeds, and I have spent time looking into it, and at the moment, I'm not ready to comment on all of the weeds that are involved in this whole article. There's a great article about it by Albert Moeller on World News Group. I would highly recommend that. To me, there is a less great article on Christianity Today by Russell Moore. The former, to me, seems to come to the issue with a contrite heart and acknowledge a need for change and healing. I love that. I love that approach. And from his history and his experience in the Southern Baptist Convention and what's going on, it seems like he is approaching it in a way that is appropriate. It's hard to tell because I don't know him personally, and that's fine. The latter, however, the article that I mentioned, 
seems to indict things like biblical marriage, complementarianism, which just means that men and women are different, and conservative politics as the cause of all things evil, which just rubs me the wrong way. Uh, and it seems like the author of the latter article just has a bone to pick with conservative Christianity. And that's troubling to me. So read both if you want. If you want more, there's a lot more out there. I wouldn't necessarily <laughs> recommend going down that rabbit hole, but if you want to, you can. Here is the bottom line of what I would like to say about this right now. And I may say more, and I'm, I'm thinking about other responses if they're appropriate. Right now, what I think is that there are evil things in the world. There are. There are evil things in the world. And in this report, there are evil things that are revealed. As I mentioned, these evil things should be punished to the fullest extent of the law and perhaps more. I think that's important. I think that we do need to set guidelines. I think we need to set standards. I think we need to uphold the standards that we set. But we have to tread carefully among the narrative and complicated storylines that weave truth and lies together, which it seems like some of these are related with. And that's a problem. It's a problem for the witness of the church as, as we present this church, but it's a bigger problem in a denomination like this that represents such a huge amount of different churches. It's a problem because those churches get sucked into this, whether they want to or not, because it's such a huge story. And it's a huge story in terms of, I mean, it really goes even beyond these little Christian circles because I'm seeing it reported in some mainline news. Because, as I mentioned, the mainline news, the mainstream news, really likes to report when the church makes bad things, does bad things, and church leaders do bad things. And I admit, as well they should, when church leaders do bad things, and it's confirmed, we should call them out. We should, again, per, uh, prosecute them to the fullest extent of the law. I have no problem with that. But when these things are politicized to lean away from biblical Christianity, that I, I struggle with that. More to come on the story as it becomes more relevant, and we'll get to that as we can. But in a related story that I really am hearing not much about at all, that I think is actually way more egregious, if there is a level of that, they're both bad, but this one... This one is, to me, very terrible. Fox News found 135, 135 educators, teachers, aides, etc., who have been arrested this year on child sex-related crimes. 135. And it was something like 135 out of 131 days. More than one per day in 41 states. So this is across most of America. This seems like a huge story. And, and, and the reason I bring it up is I'm not seeing it everywhere. This should be the story that really is everywhere. If we care about our kids, if we care about educating our kids, which both sides seem to say, whether they come to the right conclusion or not is another story, but they both say we really, really need to pay attention to who and how we are educating our children. And I think that is very, very important. And if there are so many people who are, I don't know what to say, attacking our children in this way, this seems like an extraordinary number. Who is investigating this? Is the Department of Education investigating this? Are other news agencies investigating this? Why is Fox News the only one apparently that's investigating this? This seems literally criminal and infuriating to have our kids predated in this way. Like such child predation by people who work for the state in schools. Now, I'm not saying that all teachers are bad. I, I, I know they're not. And I'm also not saying all pastors are bad in terms of the previous story. There are great teachers and there are great pastors. But we're unfortunately dealing with people who have problems. And, and in this latter story where so many teachers are arrested just this year, this seems to be an enormous problem. And I haven't heard much about it at all. And that, I think, really is one of the bigger problems here. We are constantly told 
and I've talked about a lot, that indoctrination of radical sexual ideology does not occur in schools in America, period. But at the same time, we're told that we need to teach radical sexual ideology to children, and it's really good when we do this. And now we have all of these educators who are arrested for crimes against children, and we wonder why, or we don't hear about it. This is a really big problem. And here's the bottom line. Here's the bottom line for you, because you may be sitting there thinking, what do I do with this? I would just say, pay attention. Don't let your children go into vulnerable situations. And I'm sure there will be more to come about the Southern Baptist Convention and about various teachers and curricula as, we, as they come out. And I will cover those as we need and as it's appropriate. There are plenty of good teachers out there. There are plenty of good pastors out there, but there are also plenty of bad ones. And so you need to pay attention. Just simple questions like, who is teaching your children? You should be able to tell in 30 seconds if you need to worry or not. I mean, that seems to be the case. At any rate, let's move on from this because as I mentioned, there's just a lot that I want to cover today, probably too much, but these are all the things that bounce around in my head as I read the news and try to figure out what in the world is going on in the world. So to move back to California or national as we look at it, Nancy Pelosi has been barred from taking communion. The Archbishop of San Francisco has informed the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, uh, she's a Democrat from California, that she is not to receive Holy Communion uh, at Mass, the, the Catholic Church, because of her repeated support for abortion. The Archbishop said, quote, in light of my responsibility as the Archbishop of San Francisco, I'm hereby notifying you, speaking to Nancy Pelosi, that you are not to present yourself for Holy Communion, and should you do so, you are not to be admitted to Holy Communion until such time as you publicly repudiate, repudiate your advocacy for the legitimacy of abortion and confess and receive absolution for this grave sin in the sacrament of penance. And that is San Francisco Archbishop Salvatore Cordelioni. I probably just said that all Italian-y like, but how do you not say a name like Cordelioni in an Italian accent? Anyway, so he said this Friday in a letter to Pelosi. I posted this. I, I just think this is fantastic. Um, and uh, the Archbishop said his announcement went in concert with Pope Francis, who said, quote, in keeping with his predecessors, has likewise been quite clear. Sorry, I said that wrong. That's not Pope Francis saying this. This is the Archbishop saying this. In keeping with Pope Francis's predecessors, he has likewise been clear and emphatic in teaching the dignity of human life in the womb. He went on to say, the fundamental moral truth has consequences for Catholics and how they live their lives, especially those entrusted with promoting and protecting the public good of society. Pope John Paul II was quite consistent in upholding this constant teaching of the church and frequently reminded us that those who are directly involved in lawmaking bodies have a grave and clear obligation to oppose any law that attacks human life. I think that is such a great statement and so well said. Here are some points that I have as I think about this. The church has held this view from the very beginning. I don't think I even mentioned the other day that I've been doing some studying on the early church, and there is a document called the Didache that is not in the Bible, but is something like an ancient worship service and some writings about how to do worship. It's really fascinating, and in fact, in it, it talks about abortion. It was written somewhere in the first, second, third century right after Christ. I mean, almost as early as you can get in terms of Christian living and lifestyle and worship services. And even in this, as early as way back then, Christians were saying, don't kill babies. The church has held this view since the beginning. And it is amusing to me, I guess, that people are constantly surprised that a church or a denomination or a pastor or a Christian leader will 
quote-unquote controversially choose to stand on a tradition that is literally at this point thousands of years old. It just, it just is ironic, it's funny, it's amusing to me that people are so outraged that the church chooses to uphold what the church has believed for these thousand plus, two thousand plus years. Anyway, what I love about this story is the church, the archbishop, is standing up for the truth. I kind of wish more Protestant pastors would do the same thing. Now, I'm not a Catholic, and I know the Catholic Church is organized differently than Protestant churches are. But this is a really strong and true statement that he made. If you don't follow the teachings of Jesus, you are not a follower of Jesus. I'm not saying whether you're saved or not, that's between you and God, but if you say you're a Christian, even if you say you're a Catholic, you have to do Christianly things. You have to follow Jesus. I posted this the other day on, on social media. It's really easy to follow Jesus. You just have to follow Jesus. I, I, I don't know how to say it more simply than that. We know what Jesus said. It's in the Bible. It's right here next to me. Uh, you know, Maybe you read yours this morning. It's in there. You just read it, and then you do what he says. Now, it's not necessarily simple in actually doing it because doing it is difficult. Sure, but it's not hard to understand. It's not hard to find what Jesus actually said and what we're supposed to do. So if you're not following the teaching of Jesus, uh, you're not following Jesus. This should be so obvious, but we just live in backwards world where people invent their own Christianity and then say, this is what I'm doing. But this is, it should be such a simple statement. We have so much, so much, it's driving me crazy, so much progressive Christianity in America that it just has watered down what it really means to follow Jesus and people daily make up their own God rather than daily laying down their own desires to follow the actual God. This is a great counterexample to that. This priest says, no, no, you cannot publicly advocate for and make laws to kill babies and then also claim to be a part of a body of believers that values human life made in the image of God. These things are actually mutually exclusive. And I love that this archbishop, this priest calls that out and says, no, I'm sorry, you have to choose a lane. If you want to go live in the world, go live in the world, but at least be honest about that. If you want to follow Jesus and be a Christian or a good Catholic in this sense, you have to do that. Otherwise, you're just not. In this weird, pseudo-tolerant society where you just have to blindly agree with every little catchphrase that the society, the media, the politicians, the celebrities say, I love that this church, which also happens to be in California, by the way, this church leader says, no, we don't follow culture. We follow God. And the rest of us should take note of this and do more of it. The archbishop goes on to say, and I love this part, quote, in consequence of all this and all that has led up to it, it is my determined judgment that this resistance to pastoral counsel has gone on for too long. And there is nothing more that can be done at this point to help the speaker, referring to Pelosi, understand the seriousness of her evil and her advocacy for abortion is perpetrating and the scandal she is causing. He told the other priests, I therefore issued her the aforementioned notification that she is not to be admitted to Holy Communion. End quote. This is a really important point, and I want to draw it out. Did you hear that? She and we must all understand, quote, the evil of abortion advocacy, end quote, as this archbishop calls it. And I would agree. Abortion is, in fact, evil. Killing is evil. In this day and age where being nice apparently is the ultimate value, we must not succumb to the trap of avoiding the truth of evil actions. Some things are just evil. 
period. There is no other answer. We can go around and around on all of these news shows trying to figure out why someone does this, why someone does certain actions. But the reality is some things are just evil. Some actions are just evil. And we need to begin to call out what is evil. This is what Jesus did. This is what the apostles did. This is what the disciples did. And this is, in fact, what we should do. We beat around the bush and pretend that everything is just nice and that sometimes people just make bad decisions. But some decisions are just evil. There is no other answer. Killing someone on a subway or a group of people on a subway or in a market or in a church or in the womb is an evil action, period. We must call out all forms of evil and darkness. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. Ephesians 5.11 So, I'm really glad that this church has decided to do this. And again, I'm not Catholic, so I don't have a lot of skin in the game. But what I like about it is, as Christian faith, we need to come together on the things that we believe together and the sanctity of life, not killing people, should be something we can all agree on. Even outside the church, that should be something. And yet, at this point, apparently, we don't. That's a problem. It's a cultural problem. It does not square with a Christian worldview. And we need to call out these problems where we see them. All right, I'm going to do one final thing today. And uh, this one is probably the weirdest, uh, the weirdest article. But we have to talk about it because as I was looking at headlines this morning, and over the weekend, it was on the top of most of them. And yet, well, let's just talk about this. Monkeypox. I don't even know if I'm allowed to say that because I don't understand the social media guidelines anymore. This whole post may get taken down because I said monkeypox. I have no idea because this is a new, we're in a new world. Am I supposed to abbreviate it with something fake like uh, like chimpanzee virus? I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to do or how I'm supposed to talk about this. So I'm just going to say monkeypox. And the question is, are you scared yet? Because apparently that's what you're supposed to be. Yesterday, on Sunday, Biden said, people should be concerned about monkeypox. Let me get the let me get the direct quote for you so that you don't have to you don't have to believe me. CNN. Yesterday, um he said, we should be concerned. He said, I just oh I'm sorry. He said they haven't told me the level of exposure yet, but it is something that everybody should be concerned about. That's what Biden said on Sunday. So is it? Is it something we need to be concerned about? So I did some looking around. I checked some articles. What is monkeypox? What are we talking about? So then I came across a CNN article today. CNN article today says Biden says monkeypox is actually not as concerning as COVID. Okay, so what are we talking about? So on Monday, Joe Biden said he doesn't believe an outbreak of monkeypox is as risky as the COVID-19 pandemic. Tempering comments he made a day earlier that people should be concerned. We have had this monkeypox in large numbers in the past, and we have vaccines to take care of it, he said during a visit to Tokyo. So then it goes on in this article, all blah, 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 what monkeypox is and what it does to you, and it's a problem. And then they conclude by saying, CDC officials are evaluating whether a smallpox vaccine should be offered to healthcare workers treating monkeypox patients and other people who may be at quote unquote high risk of exposure to the disease. So what is high risk of exposure to the disease? Because this has been a question that we've been trying to figure out over all these different things, right? What, what is this disease? What is, what is the problem with it? So then I came across this article, and, and you, can, you can go do internet searches for all of these. This is from The Guardian that says the WHO, the, the World Health Organization, is working on a sexual contact theory, a top advisor says. Now, wait just a minute. 
So yesterday I was told this might not be quite as bad as this last pandemic that we were in. And now I'm told that, hold on, this is a sexual contact disease? That seems to be vastly different than the previous disease we just went through for the past two years. No? Anybody? No? So then a senior advisor for the World Health Organization is reading from the Guardian article titled Monkeypox Outbreak. WHO, working on sexual contact theory, top advisor says, which you can go read if you want to. Senior advisor for the World Health Organization has said the monkeypox outbreak seems to be spreading through sexual contact and warned that case numbers could spike over the summer months as people attend major summer gatherings and festivals. Okay, we're going we're gonna to come back to that. We're going to come back to that quote because that sentence doesn't make sense in reality. Um and, and we're going to come back to that. So if you if you miss that, don't don't worry. I'm going to come back to that. But that, that sentence, it actually doesn't make sense in reality. And I know, I know. Sometimes we live in the world where, where these these things don't make sense. But but just just hold on to that, that, that it's possible, as this article says, that it could spike over some summer months as people attend major summer gatherings and festivals. And again, as this article is saying, this is a sexual contact disease. So remember, in, in some of these other... Uh, some of these other viral issues that, that we've been dealing with, right? I mean, you weren't supposed to go outside. You were supposed to mask. You were supposed to do all these other things. And because being around people was dangerous. So they're saying that being around people is dangerous in these festivals and these apparently super spreader events, right? That we've been told, except this disease spreads by sexual conduct. It seems to me there's actually a pretty simple way to stop that maybe uh, okay let's 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 keep giving back to this so then this official says the monkeypox outbreak did not resemble the early days of covid because it does not transmit as easily <laughs> sorry i just i'm trying to keep my composure but yeah if if what you're saying is what you're saying and i believe i'm reading this correctly because i can read english um, you're saying that this disease is spread as an STD, so it's not as easily transmissible as an airborne virus. Um, yeah, okay, let's, I, I just got to keep going because, and, and I don't want to, I'm telling you, I don't want to do these things. I don't want to read these things. I don't care about this, but because this is top line news on basically every page on the internet right now. Apparently, we have to talk about this because every outbreak is a world issue. Okay, so um, this Guardian article continues on and says this virus does not spread easily between people, though transmission can occur, can occur and I'm not even going to read the rest of this, but all I have to say there is STD, and that's it. That's all I'm going to say about the rest of that article. So then I came across this article, and gosh, I hate... I hate the world right now. No, I don't. I don't. I hate the world. That was an extreme statement. It just, people have lost their minds. And I feel like Mugatu saying, am I just taking crazy pills and no one else sees this? But hopefully, since you're listening, maybe you see some of this. So this is a real article from Newsweek that was just today about the monkeypox. And this article from Newsweek is monkeypox, quote, not a gay disease, end quote, the WHO says. That is the title of the article. I'm not making this up. This is real. It says, top line, 
sexually transmitted disease expert at the World Health Organization, who has stressed that monkeypox is, quote, not a gay disease after cases were identified in gay, bisexual, or other men who have sex with men. This is, I'm reading straight from the article. The recent outbreak of monkeypox across the world continues to be investigated by scientists. It is unusual in that the cases are being identified with no apparent link to endemic areas where the viruses tend to be reported. Uh, it looks like there's about 92 cases uh, across 12 countries. I'm not even going to read the rest of this. You can you can go read the rest of this article if you want to. I'm 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 about out of energy for for this for this news today. Here here here's the point. And, and we got to get back to that first line of the Guardian article. Don't attend major summer gatherings and festivals because it could be dangerous because you could get a disease that is only spread, apparently, by having sex with people. So actually, what you could say, and I, and I know news doesn't work this way, but you, what you could say with 100% accuracy and 100% effectiveness is don't have sex with random people that are not your spouse. Period. I know, that's crazy talk. We can't suspend for one second the rights of people to have sex with other random people. But we can suspend life for all of the world for two years because some people are going to get, according to Bill Gates, flu-like symptoms. This is how topsy-turvy and upside-down the world is. And this is why I bring stories like this. Because, number one, apparently they're on every news page in the country and maybe, maybe beyond. And two, the priorities and the, and the view of reality that they have is so upside down, it's just unbelievable. And we get so lulled into, whether it's the fear culture, whether we just believe everything we read, whether we just want to believe everything we read, I don't know what exactly it is, but we have to be careful. We have to evaluate with common sense and biblical reality what is real and what is not. And some of these things are just not real. Again, the biblical worldview to live in a Christian way would be don't have sex with random people that aren't your spouse. It would avoid all of this monkeypox shenanigans. Period. I, I don't know what else to tell you. Like, I know some of you might not believe in God. Some of you might be angry at God. But the reality is God loves you and wants the best for you. And what might feel like strict rules for life are actually God trying to say, hey, I do know what's best for you, and I want the best for you. And I want to protect you from the things of this world that are dangerous. And God wants you to follow after him, even when you want to do something that isn't good for you. This is who God is. God is love and wants to love you, and this culture says loving is just to let me do whatever I want to do, regardless of the outcome or the consequences to myself or other people. That's not loving. God is love and doesn't want you to do things that aren't good for you or other people. And that sometimes may feel a little bit constricting because that means saying this two-letter phrase, no. And if there's anything in this world that we hate more, it's no. No one wants to be told no. But the reality is, sometimes it's good for us to be told no. Sometimes it's good for us to tell ourselves no and to live in a place where we don't do everything we want to do on any kind of whim at any moment of any day. Instead, 
to worry less about what the culture thinks, worry less about what other people think, and instead do the right thing. So here's the Bible for the day that I want to end with. This is out of Matthew. This is Jesus' words in Matthew 6. Jesus says, Do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body or what you will put on. Matthew 6, 27. Can any one of you add a day or an hour to your life by worrying? And finally, verse 33, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you as well. That's a great statement and a great encouragement from Jesus. We worry about a lot of things in this world, but the reality is we shouldn't and we don't need to because he cares, he knows who you are, he knows what you need even more than you do, and he wants to give you this abundant life. Now, it might not be full of prosperity, it might not be full of all of the riches and glory that you want, but it will be abundant because there are other things going on in this world beyond the physical things. This is a world full of spiritual issues, spiritual battles, and we need to stand up and get ready for those issues because they're here and they're real whether you want to acknowledge them or not. So remember, Jesus is king of all of this world and beyond. He is king of this world now, and even though it feels like it's spiraling out of control every moment, it really is not. This is the order that God has preordained and we just have to figure out our place in it. Part of that is living in truth, living in grace, and sharing that with whomever God brings across your path. As always, I'm Matt Odegaard for Church Public, and I hope that you keep the faith. Thanks again for choosing Church Public. I am Matt Odegaard. If you liked this, uh, share, subscribe, write a review. Send it to a friend. That really helps. And for more, go to churchpublic.com. We'll see you next time.